Oh my god, have you heard the new episode? Did y'all know there's a new episode? There's a new episode? Sorry, I can't hang. There's a new episode. Have you guys heard the new episode? Wait, did you guys hear the new episode yet? Guys, there's a new episode. There's a new episode? Oh my god, there's a new episode. Guys, there's a new episode. Sorry, I can't. Have you heard the new episode? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> Hello. Hey, everybody. Um, Been a minute. You from the comfort of our homes. I am currently residing in Asbury Park, New Jersey. I am currently posted up in Greensboro, North Carolina. We are so happy to be with you today. Happy to be back. Took a long break. Had a lot going on though. Yeah. Um, we had SCAD Film Festival mm-hmm. or SCAD Savannah Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, ten minute plays. Yeah. Explain what that uh, is to the people who don't know. To the people who don't know, that is a main stage production put on by our school. Ella and I were both involved. Ella was an amazing assistant director. <laughs> Stop it. Did great, great things with two shows. Thanks. Three? Technically three, but... Technically three, but, like, owned one of them, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, she she practically directed Big Red Button. Thanks, um, and also, it's important to say that these were little plays written by dramatic writing majors at our school. So it was really yes. cool. Yes. And- Anna, Anna acted in one of them, and she was incredible. She was show-stopping. She stole the show away. Shut she... up. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, we did that, and then we had finals. Finals. Lord. It was just a lot. We had a lot going on. And moving, and then yeah. Thanksgiving. Then Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. A lot going on, but we are back with vengeance. Yes, Back ma'am. with uh, ready to get down and dirty. And talking about how much we did in the last quarter of our year at college, we were Real. a bit of obsessed artists, weren't we? I would call myself, if anything, I am obsessed. Agreed. And I agree. <laughs> obsessive personality, it is a disorder. I'm not really? diagnosed. Right. <laughs> could be in my blood. For one episode, we should get a psychiatrist on here and just talk about the psychology of film and us (laughs) um yeah uh I might have to like schedule myself to be like jumping off a cliff that day (laughs) (laughs) a psychologist coming in and just reading me the entire episode that's that sounds fun Ella (laughs) well today we're gonna talk about a few things um specific movies like the classic Mm -hmm obsessed artists like whiplash and black swan and we agreed that babylon is yes a movie about an obsessed artist and i tanya i eat that movie up i breathe it for breakfast lunch and dinner (laughs) i breathe it i don't eat it i I just watched it it for the first time a couple weeks ago reviews um i loved it yeah it was amazing i love a movie with a confessional yeah real Um, I think Anna and I were talking about this beforehand and we were talking about kind of like our 
obsessive need to be creative Mm -hmm. you know and for me and this is fitting because i'm getting tested for adhd tomorrow um and this is what i told my the lady at the intake i was like i want to do so much like i want to do this and this and this and it's it's all creative things it's all like i want to write a screenplay i want to make a movie i want to and then i realized that i can't do all of it and it puts me in this state of like well fuck i i can't what am i gonna do and then it's like i can't do anything anymore like i i cannot physically like lift myself out of bed without like Mm -hmm. extreme effort and it just it's this thing where it's like and this is what you said the other day is like you start to hate your art because you want to do it so badly yeah I think I think that I'm challenging myself right now with that um (laughs) at like 2 a.m last night I sent Ella or maybe it wasn't 2 a.m and I'm exaggerating but I was awake at 2 a.m. thinking about this. Um, I sent Ella a text and I said, if I wrote something, would you adapt it into a screenplay? Yeah, exactly. I am, one, I am a dramatic writing minor. Right. So and I haven't taken any of those classes yet. And I feel like I need to like flex my muscles. Mm-hmm. Not flex as in like show off, but as in like <laughs> stretch. Yes. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a, I... I'm a big story consumer, obviously. Of course. But, uh, and I'm like, I'm challenging myself to start working on this project that I'm thinking about. And I'm roping Ella in. And I'd love to be roped in. Because she's my little filmmaker. (laughs) She's my, she's my pocket Greta Gerwig. Oh my God, stop it. What a compliment. (laughs) Wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm having, I'm, so I, I, it basically, I'm trying to get myself out of this, out of this, um, this, uh, this place where I'm just stuck feeling like there's so much to do and there's so many ideas and I can't like figure them all out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and with this certain project like I'm basically and this is also lovely because this is the first time I'm talking to Ella about it in person so yeah true <laughs> impressions um I'm I, I've never been I took a script writing class in mm-hmm. high school but I know where my talents lie and that is like just story form yeah rather fair. than script form mm-hmm. and I have tried this before where back in during covid i started writing uh basically a rewrite of the star wars trilogy (laughs) with like how i think that it should have gone and listen that is is not what i expected you to say at all (laughs) oh yeah it's a little dorky it is a little dorky (laughs) but sorry sorry hey that's cool thanks thanks i do have two star wars posters but (laughs) whatever (laughs) um that this is not a Star Wars rewrite. <laughs> I feel like I need to put that out there. Um, this is not that. I'm not rewriting um, a uh, one a of the biggest franchises ever. Franchise. 
um, him putting my name on it. But <laughs> anyways, I'm I'm challenging myself because I feel like, especially with like writing something, there is, or really with anything, there's always the question of like, where do I start? Yeah. And so last night I was thinking about it and I was like, I just have no idea how to start the story. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel, I see all these scenes in my head mm -hmm. and I feel like I can't start it. And but I was like, exactly, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> like, just write a scene. That's exactly though. Like the way I start everything is I just see an image in my head. Like I just see an image and then I, I keep seeing and then it turns into scenes and then it's like a whole thing. And mm -hmm. that's how I that's 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 the start of creation for me yeah um and that's not how I've worked before right? yeah um because when I gave up on my uh, I guess you could say Star Wars fan fiction I guess that would <laughs> be the definition right um I it started chronologically and I couldn't get past like the first five pages because that started chronologically I didn't let myself like think about yeah I didn't let myself think about detail and think about structure later what I think is interesting as I'm I mean I've been acting my whole life directing is fairly new I directed my first play two years ago um and there's we know that like actors get obsessive right we we see that mm -hmm. with what we were talking about before with Jared Leto and Heath Ledger and people like that who like method act and it becomes incredibly yeah. unhealthy I feel yeah. like there is an equivalent to that with directing there are directors that get so intense about this idea that they have in their heads and and I I get that too but like thinking about like Darren Aronofsky um, directed Mother, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. Jennifer Lawrence. And Jennifer Lawrence will talk about how she would never put herself through that again because, like, it just completely destroyed her, like, having to go through something so awful. And, like, we were talking about pre-episode, pre we were talking about um, Stanley Kubrick and The Shining yeah. and yeah. Shelley Duvall and how she, like, had to go through so much like had to do from him one take a hundred different a hundred times not yeah. different times a hundred times just so that she could be as tired as her character would be right which is wild yeah like, and so like it's the question of when does the obsession become unhealthy because that's what all these movies are i mean black swan it becomes, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's like that dual. I have two versions of myself, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because I want to be this creative so badly, mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of the time it can get really unhealthy. So it's like you're always, as like an artist person, you're always like kind of you you walking on a tightrope. Like you could because it, it is healthy right like obsession is healthy you you want something so badly but then it yeah, gets it, to be too much what is it's it, what's the difference between obsession and like a hope like yeah and like just want. drive and passion yeah that's yeah. right 
Drive and passion. You got better words than me. <laughs> I'm like, hoping what? <laughs> um, and the thing is, like, we love, we love an obsessed artist. Yeah. As consumers, we want oh, to yeah. see that. Possibly one of my favorite tropes of movies. Yeah. <laughs> and especially when you're in that world. Yeah. Like we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember um, I texted after I watched Black Swan for the first time, I texted my friend and I said, I want to be that so bad. And she was like, are you okay? That's, that was not the, I don't think you got the point of the movie. And I was like, no, I want, yeah. I want that like, like drive to be so invested in something, which is definitely yes. not healthy, but. <laughs> but it, it's, it's wanted nonetheless. I mean, yeah. think about like, you would rather hear an actor talk about the hell they went through to create something and how dedicated they were than hearing an actor talk about, oh, they got the script and they, uh, they learned their lines and they did a little extra study and went on stage and it went perfectly yeah you, you humans and cons- consumers I should say consumers mm-hmm. are obsessed with failure yeah they want they want the struggle and they want the pain that's why we like movies is conflict yeah we, humans are obsessed with conflict I mean look at the world today I like we are <laughs> deep in conflict look at the world today but look at the world today like i sometimes think that we genuinely are just living in a dystopia and we don't really realize it yet that is a profound thought thank you you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) um i want to go back on this director's Mm -hmm. uh obsession because we're talking about like putting we specifically you mentioned talking about putting the actors through hell yeah not themselves true because they want their final product and the actors are going to get that for them yeah um and i think there's something i'm going to gloat about you i think there's something really special about you and anyone who is has also been in the acting world and now is stepping into a director's light Mm -hmm. um and I'm talking about your Emerald Fennell, your Greta Gerwig, your Ella Warren. Like, don't put me next to those names. Oh my gosh, babe, you are. <laughs> um, or you will be. I, hope I so. know. Thank I know you. it. Um, there, there's a reason why we love these directors so much. It's because they they've been on the other side of the camera and they know how that is yeah so they know how to talk to actors because they've been one they and I think I think you have that really going for you because when you're you're when you're in the chair and you're talking and I can I can speak on this because I've actually been directed by Ella Warren (laughs) I was in an Ella Warren play you were also in an Ella Warren film I was also in the Ella Warren film, and both of them, I had a great time on set. Wow. Thanks, dude. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Ella has a special way of talking to her actors, and she has a special way of listening. Um, because, and you could tell, like, she's passionate, and she has an end result that she is looking for. 
but she will never push she'll guide um and she's and she's always willing to go on the journey to getting her end result it's it is never a direct route it is always like a winding path yeah (laughs) and I think like and that's even a beautiful more beautiful part about the obsession yeah when you're when you are willing to to enjoy the journey yeah because you love it so much you don't want it to end yeah you're you're there to find out new things you're there to have epiphanies with your actors and that's something I had to learn I had to like because I'm so obsessive about what I see in my head and translating that into real life when I directed my second play ever it was for my senior year in high school we had like a capstone project and I saw this vision in my head so clearly of like these TVs and whatever obviously TVs I'm obsessed with TVs Mm -hmm. um but I saw it so clearly and it made the directing process so much harder because I wouldn't let up from what I saw so like because in part of directing is taking influence from like what's happening in the present moment because that and that's the hardest thing I have to learn is that it's gonna be different than you see it in your head but that doesn't mean it's gonna be worse like it's probably gonna be better because that you have to trust like the energy of what's happening in front of you and just Mm -hmm. go with it so but thank you for saying all those things because that was really kind and made me feel really good about myself of course yeah I just had to go about I just had to go about (laughs) Ella on that I I I think that I'm a total control freak oh me too well because I'm I'm uh I'm I'm working on this project and I see everything so clearly and it's and I I'm not worried about it because I got Ella Warren but Uh, Ella will be adapting the screenplay and directing it. What? <laughs> Sorry about it, girl. Oh, if man. it ever even gets there. It I will. Know. Thank you. Yeah. Um I I see everything so clearly in my head. And it's hard to give it's hard to give something up like that. Give up yeah. control. Mm-hmm. And that feels sickening. And I don't like Which is that. I think what our characters in these obsessed artist movies couldn't do no (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) i want to talk about whiplash let's please let's talk about whiplash what a phenomenal movie whiplash was it's a phenomenal movie not was is it's a phenomenal movie um miles Miles teller that's actually crazy and thanks for reminding me we met Miles Teller and we met while you and I met while meeting Miles Teller. Oh my gosh. Isn't that That's a beautiful so thing? That's so true. Yeah. Wait, didn't you sit in front of me? Yeah, I did. Wow. It's pretty cool. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, what are you trying to say? Miles Teller. Um, first of all, a phenomenal actor. Doesn't get the credit I think that he deserves. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really great actor. Whiplash was that's such a beautiful 
beautiful movie. Yeah. And the the and a crazy movie. Mm-hmm. Crazy obsessed. I mean, sleeping in the studio obsessed. Yeah. Damien Chazelle has a way with obsessed artists. I mean, even La La Land, I would say, is obsessed artists. Oh, absolutely. And on that, like you wouldn't even I don't think that you would typically think that La La Land is an obsessed artist movie I mean I didn't really think about it until Ella just said it uh (laughs) so I think with every artist whether that be musician Mm -hmm. uh graphic art dancer whatever what have you um you like that what have you um there is obsession yeah even on the even on the basest level yeah there's always within the arts this need to succeed yeah because it's a cutthroat business and it's an unsure business and it's never promised which is why the only people that do succeed are the people that have to do it that literally would die without it yeah I think that's us, but yeah. <laughs> oh, sick feeling, sick feeling in my stomach. <laughs> um, while we're on the topic of these like obsessed artists that do succeed, I let's talk about some of these like real people who yeah. have been like an actual like honestly like I would say circus show of obsessed artists because like I said, consumers love it, mm-hmm. absolutely love it. I want to start with Jared Leto. Let's. I have to say. Which is, um, Jared Leto, one of his like first big roles was in Requiem for a Dream, also directed by Darren Aronofsky. So maybe he picked up on something. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to put that in there. Start of the end. Jared Leto, if you do not know, you probably do. kind of went viral, for lack of a better word. If you don't know, though, Jared Leto, during the shooting of Suicide Squad, where he played the Joker, um, got so into character and would not break character on set. So whenever he was having the crew or fellow actors who were not in character, obviously, uh, he was talking to them as the Joker. One, freaky. Terrifying. Weird and freaky. Don't like that at all. Two, then he sent dead rats to the doorsteps of his co-stars. That's awful. <laughs> I mean, that's just sickening, ain't it? That's... Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, like, truly, it makes me so upset and angry. This might be like too much knowledge, but did he kill the rats himself or did he just find oh, dead would... rats? Not. I well, you can like purchase dead rats. Um, to, like, I'm sorry, to feed snakes. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes not sense. for your own enjoyment, though it was yeah. apparently for his. But <laughs> you can do that, right? Okay, you're absolutely right. You know, but that that is that's where we see obsession at its worst. Yeah. At a, at a at a point where it's 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 become something gross and yeah. 
not pretty. It's interesting too that the Joker is a character that people play and get like I feel like almost everyone who's played the Joker has gotten so intense and obsessed with it that they get I mean Heath Ledger right? Heath Ledger yeah Le- uh, who died yeah and he won the best Oscar I'm <laughs> the best actor for that yeah and his family had to accept yeah so it's awful it's terrible yeah terribly sad speech yeah um, you should watch it not you but the, the public the public um the consumers of this video right here because they like obsessed artists right um you you should check that out terribly sad video um but that's a great point ella it's a it, there is the question of like who's writing these roles of um that that just destroy actors yeah and are they thinking about it when they're writing it like i'm wondering while suicide squad was being written like what were the writers thoughts did they think any of anything of it or i doubt it I doubt it too. I watched Suicide Squad. <laughs> I don't think anything was really being thought. To be candid, I've never seen that movie. Well, I oh, well I have. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and I'm glad we have your input here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's a fine movie. Yeah, Viola Davis is in it. Is she? She for real is, and it is the most jarring That's thing to see so her. crazy in what a movie. queen of a woman and she is good in it and i believe that she's I, she would be good in anything she plays anything. She's, she could be in the most shitty movie ever and she's right. good in it it kind of pisses you off yeah i would love to just hear her thoughts on this yeah i was about to say talk about a person who is healthily obsessed yeah. Just to hear her talk about acting, I mean, she's dedicated. She puts all the work in. She becomes completely immersed in her character. And mm-hmm. she stays healthy. Because what... Um, Anna and I are both acting majors, as you know. And something that... I don't remember which professor said it, but they said that the technique of acting is being able to completely immerse yourself in a character... And then when you leave at the end of the day, being able to let it go. Because Mm -hmm. if you can't, if you, I mean, if you're playing a person that is in like deep depression and you can't let that go afterwards, you're not going to be in the right state of mind to be a good actor anymore. No. You know, so it's like, be obsessed, be obsessed with the art, but be able to let it go at some point because it, it quite literally will like destroy you. Seriously, I mean, think it, I am in high school. I was doing this scene from a play called Night Mother um, by, I believe, Marcia Norman. Right? I don't know. Okay. Well, I believe it's uh, Marcia Norman. Um, and it's, a, it's a, a play about depression and the trigger warning for suicide 
the character at the end of the play kills herself. And I was playing that character. And I was incredibly depressed at the time. I mean, just wildly depressed. Um, and I came into the day that we were performing the scenes. I came into um, my teacher's office and said, like, I, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I'm being, like, eaten up inside and I'm so scared to perform this today because we're performing the end of the play um and I give this big speech about why I need to kill myself yeah it was hard it was incredibly hard and my teacher looked at me and said you got a woman up <laughs> and I remember those those words so clearly and I and I did I did the scene and I one um performed it. She did not know what scene that we were performing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she knew the play, obviously, but it, this was like we we were working on this ourselves and mm-hmm. had to come and perform it for the class. Yeah, I performed it. She came up to me and she's like, "Maybe not the best scene for you right now." Because yeah. I didn't have the technique to let it go. Yeah. So that was con it was uh, it was every time I did those lines, every did every time I practiced, it was it was like torture. It was taking something out of you. I mean, and acting is exhausting, which mm-hmm. is what people don't really realize. Like you completely like the dedication to be a good actor is insane like you you have to and it's and it's a physical you're using your entire body right like yes absolutely it's it's like a sport in a sense like that of that it's completely physically exhausting because you're literally like becoming another person yes i mean think about our our actual like physical actors think about robin williams yeah it 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 he takes everything out of you, and if you are constantly put on this stage to perform, it becomes it 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 it, it innately becomes obsessive. Yeah, even if it's like the feeling of being on stage and not even realizing, like like I can remember split seconds on stage where. I completely forgot that I like was a separate person you know like which is scary and it's like it's I probably didn't have the technique because I was like I I just got so completely into it and it's you you don't even realize that you're almost like transcending yourself yeah but those moments are like exhilarating it's like adrenaline pumping yeah and, and there's nothing unmatched, so how can you not be obsessive? Exactly. Which is the thing. It's like all of these characters in Whiplash and Black Swan and everything, like, they love it. Like, you mm-hmm. love it so, so much. Um, how so, could you give it up? Yeah, you couldn't. And how could someone come to you and tell you to give it up? They're immediately going to be the bad guy in your eyes. Right. That scene in I, Tanya, where she's like, 
I don't remember. Someone is like, you can't. Oh, it's at the end when the judge is like, you can't skate anymore. And she's like, what am I? That's who I am. That's that's how I define myself. That's it, what else am I going to do? I can't do anything like I need to do this. It's intense. It's. And there and I think that that, that kind of transfers us to Babylon. Yeah. I mean, that scene with Brad Pitt where he's meeting with, I believe, his agent. Mm-hmm. And she's telling him, like, yeah, yeah, you're just not who people really are looking for anymore. Right. That there that is something that I am so scared of yeah in my life to and this is even assuming I make it right um you will and and this is even heightened more with women because we look at women and we look at women aging and Mm -hmm. once you age out of like 45 and that's pushing it people don't want you anymore you have to truly prove yourself yeah a an amazing actor yeah to be able to act and act and act broadly i would say to be put in blockbuster movies yeah and have people go see you just for it being you yeah as a woman you have to make yourself unstoppable amazing and and flawless yeah and and think about meryl streep god Meryl Streep is in her 60s. Yeah. And and you you hear that she's in a movie and you go to the movie. Yeah. So I'm so afraid of if I can't do that for myself, there will be a there will be a switch. There will be a moment. If we haven't transcended past this trend of sexism. Yeah. Trend of sexism. Which seems indefinite. Yeah. Um, I I dread that moment of of someone looking at me and be like, you're just, you're just not it. it. Like, you're just not it. Yeah. No one cares. Which is why the rejection is so hard. And it's, it's a discipline to learn how to deal with re- rejection. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was auditioning for college and I didn't get into a certain college it completely destroyed me like I was I because if you define yourself as this by this piece by this art and then someone tells you you shouldn't define yourself by this piece of art what are you supposed to do I mean I remember laying in bed my senior year and being like there's nothing else I can do other than perform and be an artist. Like there, there is literally nothing in the world that will make me happy. Like I will just live a miserable life without it. Yeah. Uh, I think we should take a break. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back. We're back. We back after we took a mental health break. <laughs> um, 
So I really wanted to talk about Emerald Fennell and Emerald Fennell's Saltburn. And this is kind of taking it away from the obsessed artist conversation and more just talking about obsession in general, whether it be love. And that's all I could think about. Um, Substances. Substances, yes. Etc. Etc. Emerald Fennell had a basically SCAD Film Fest. Saltburn came to Film Fest and Emerald Fennell, the director, who has also directed Promising Young Woman, came to the show and had a talk after. And she basically asking, like, how did she make such a uh, fucked up film? <laughs> um, and she she said that like a few years ago that she had she just had this vision of a man saying that I wasn't in love with him. And then it was the bathtub scene. Um. And and years later, we now have it. Her own little obsession with this movie. Yeah. We could see. But she said something so incredibly profound. That's like my favorite word <laughs> in this past hour, apparently. Drum roll, please, for the profound quotes from the Emerald Fennell. <laughs> she talked... <laughs> she talked about when you love something so much you inevitably hate it and then she gave it an example of like well when you drive past a really nice house um you you just hate the people inside it because you think that they're undeserving and you deserve it yeah so there there, there there's even just a regular real life example i think that this I think that it is one of the most, oh, there's just the one, one of the most beautiful and erotic and tantalizing just thoughts and, and feelings. I think obsession is the most just beautiful feeling in the world. Yeah. And whether it be, it drives you to the point of madness. Right. Or you're obsessed in a healthy way. I don't know if there's really an, a healthy way to be obsessed with something. Yeah. I feel like obsessed has such a negative connotation to it. Right. And rightfully so. We typically don't see like the best things come with obsession. Um, but I just, I had to talk about her saying that because this like, this has been, that that thought has been driving me wild since I heard it yeah I think that she's just incredibly smart and witty and she wrote and directed Saltburn yeah that's all her and I like I want to know more about the process I mean we got to hear her talk about it but like I I'm not even like I don't feel fed like we also asked Emerald Fennell to be on our podcast personally we did Ella and I met Emerald Fennell in passing in a, a very quick, she gave us an autograph and we literally were just like, oh my gosh, like we love you and we do a podcast and you should come on it. <laughs> we probably seem crazy. 
and oh, yeah she she will someday you'll be hearing from her someday someday she will be because we're we have and we get what i what we want sorry sorry i do get what i want i'll kill for it oh yeah for legal purposes that was a joke it was a joke but if you were looking at the video of this video, <laughs> it doesn't seem so much. I, d- I, I think that that thought has been driving me absolutely wild. And I've started, I've started to think about my own life in that way. And I'm thinking about like the things that I notice and the things I don't think you realize you're ever obsessed. I don't, that doesn't occur in your head when you like something. I mean, like there's of course like this, a joke, you, you joke about being obsessed with something or someone. It's always a a joke to you. Yeah. It's never real. Um, and thinking about this, I think that I, it like, I think the best genre and like what I want to watch is someone be driven into madness by their obsession. Yeah. Agreed. That's the kind of movies I want to make. Yeah. And 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 again, like not even like an artist's obsession. Yeah. I'm talking about like just a real person's obsession. Yeah. And you see that with Saltburn. I, I, the, the, and it's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous movie. Yeah. And so many of the beautiful shots are of Jacob Elordi. And you're either like you're getting a close up shot of like his neck. Yeah. You'll get the pores on his neck and the lines, and this and and like the sweat. Yeah. And you're they're going. This is beautiful. I am looking at it through the eyes of someone who was obsessed with him. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the greatest thing about Saltburn was how the filming of it was so from the perspective of that one character that we were able to buy into his obsession. Yeah. What beautiful casting in that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I've never personally been, like, quote-unquote obsessed <laughs> with Jacob Elordi. But, I like, I was watching that movie and they go, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And shout out, I actually don't know who was the DP, who the DP was on that movie. But they are brilliant because that is truly the most beautiful movie, I think, that I've ever seen. I mean, it was stunning. Everything about that movie the production design the costumes and smart like everything about not only was it beautiful but it was beautiful in a very specific way Mm -hmm. yeah it it was so like like you said it was so smart yeah and i i encourage people to watch emma finale like break down the scenes of that movie there's a video of her doing that um and she breaks down like we said, like the whole movie is like through our main character's perspective, who is in love with Jacob Elordi. 
yeah so all these scenes where you're watching you're watching keyword you're watching not viewing watching jacob alordi yeah you are studying him yeah uh, they, they, they use like linen to like have the sunlight shine through his clothes because like when you're like obsessed with something there's you you're always analyzing you notice the smallest details so like you you see an outline of his torso through his shirt yeah because that's like there's there's always this thought of like what's what 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 is there that I don't see yeah and that consumes your mind and I would even argue that his character isn't in love with Jacob Elordi's character I think it is purely obsession which manifests Mm -hmm. itself into feeling like love Mm -hmm. which I think almost everybody has experienced before this state where you look at someone and you are completely obsessed with it and it's so easy to mistake that for being in love Mm. because when you are in love it's of course you're you're obsessed with them but it's wow how am I talking about what being in love is like right now I can't you can't describe it it's just like you you feel completely safe with that person whereas when you're obsessed with someone you feel like you have to be like you you have to look a certain way at all times to be a certain way like because because they're watching you just like you're watching them constant awareness yes constant awareness of them and yourself yeah like almost as if almost as if they're in your head yeah Mm -hmm. and they're looking down at you Mm mm-hmm and that you're hearing it's not the voice of yourself that you're hearing you're hearing them all your thoughts are through their voice yeah and that and that's what I mean about it being so beautiful and terrible and erotic and and like devilish it's it's yeah devilish is a great word to describe it yeah i i i just think it is i think it's one of the most interesting i don't know if you would describe it as an emotion or just like a state of being like i don't think you emotionally feel obsessed but you you can be in the state of that yeah anyways i'm obsessed with obsession (laughs) me as well and we are so obsessed that we could literally talk about this all night. I, on our break, I texted Ella. I said, I could talk about this all night. <laughs> I could talk about everything all night. I I feel so talky right now. <laughs> um, but we will spare you from a five-hour podcast episode. Do all that. You just, you just don't want to do that. <laughs> I understand. And that's fair. I don't want to listen to me talk any more than you want to listen to me talk. So I even appreciate you just clicking on this <laughs> and staying to the end. You're a trooper. <laughs> hey, don't uh, minimize yourself. You have absolutely valid things to say. Oh my God. Thank you, Ella. Yeah. Um, I also uh, 
if you have made it to the end of this episode, thanks for being here. I just want to say thanks. Uh, our Spotify wrapped came out. I didn't share this with Ella yet. Our Spotify wrapped came out for the podcast. And we're the top podcast for 18 users. Wow. Yeah. 18 doesn't seem like a big number, but that is a big number. In in like in the state of like our our podcast, yeah. I mean we ain't no Britney Broski, we ain't no, God forbid Joe Rogan, but, uh, eighteen for like us is really, I just appreciate that. That's really because, cool, and it's it's really awesome because the thing about this podcast is, for us, it's not really about people listening to us. It's about having a platform to talk about things that we care about and give perspective of young actor and filmmaker women right now. Mm-hmm. And it is really cool that people want to listen to that. So so really appreciate you. And uh, I, we've only made, this is our fourth episode. Um. And it's every time I sit down and I do this, I have a good time. And I'm I'm really happy that we get the chance to do this. Because like you said, it's just like having a platform to just spew all of your thoughts about this stuff is amazing. Yeah, it's therapeutic. And we hope it's therapeutic to you guys too. Yeah. So um, it is. For all the uh, obsessed artists out there, take a breath tonight. Relax. Um, Keep pursuing your art, though. Oh, yeah. But you can have the night off. I'm going to give that to you. Ella and I are giving you a night off. Yeah. You have have been given permission. I'm about to go work on my project. (laughs) But you can take the night off. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so that's, that's a wrap. A wrap. <laughs>